Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Scouser Podcast. Another Monday, and we are here in our usual time. I am your host, Timuchin, as always. And this week, it's just a two-man show, Gally. Just you and me, buddy. What's happened? Yeah, it just means these listeners get that much more of my angry-ass shit. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of anger today, I'm sure, after the weekend's game. But I really think Bickler had some personal stuff, uh, so we knew he was not going to make it. It's not like he's running late like normal, so we're not going to get like a surprise appearance. Uh, but I really think he just didn't want to show up to avoid trivia, for one. And then, two, that I beat him midweek in fantasy again and going for the sweep in the season. The only thing I got going for me in fantasy is beating Bickler at this point. So I'm thinking that's why he didn't show up. But... We will miss Bickler because I'm sure he would be even more angrier than us. Uh, but there is enough anger to go around. I just noticed, by the way, in the middle, in the beginning of our intro is the whole Gerard thing. So probably, we should have probably edited that for this week or something and not play that poor guy. But uh, we'll talk maybe like get to that towards the end of the podcast as well. Uh, but let's start with the boys. Let's start with Saturday. Crack of dawn. You get up. And I know, like, I'm going to get a lot of hate now from the, like, the West Coast people. So it's 6.30 for me. It's a, Yours is cake. It's like 7.30 over there. Uh, but you get up to watch that game, and I don't even know what the hell I watched. Halfway through, I was like, I don't even know what we're watching at this point. What do you make of this as a game? I felt probably more angry than normal. And out of us three, I considered myself the least angry usually. And even I was angry. And see, BJ is like, did I miss the trivia part? No, you did not, because Bickler isn't here. I saved trivia for Bickler. And I didn't want to just throw Galdi under the bus by himself, so we're skipping. Alan is with us, as always, as well. How's it going, Alan? I almost said good morning, Alan, because I'm used to seeing Alan in the morning coffee show every day. But So, Galdi, what the hell did we just watch on Saturday? First off, BJ, no hawking for trivia. I survived without <laughs> trivia. And then you got to come up bringing up trivia. Truth is, I'm going to do enough of embarrassing myself over the next 60 minutes. I don't need that uncomfortable 30 seconds of me trying to cause time. Normally, I use Paul's bad answer to give me the 30 seconds I need. Uh, so, Saturday was just a pile of hot mess. It really was. There was no rhyme or reason. There's too many changes. Um, frustration, obviously I feel for the people of the West coast. If I woke up at four 30 in the morning to watch that, I would really question myself as probably like at that moment, as tired as I'd be, I'd probably question myself as a human being on the planet. Like what is wrong with me to this point in my life? I got up to watch this. Um, but the, I honestly feel through our conversation in discord, like there was more passion and energy in our discord channel at the anger of what we were watching on the pitch. than it appeared to be by the 11 players on the pitch. And I think that was what was most disconcerting and disheartening to me was just the overall lack of urgency, you know? That's it. I thought you'd be a lot more angrier than that. Oh, I am. I am. But I was trying to let you get some of yours out. I was, if I was I go, waiting for more. I'm like, hold on. He's going to keep going. Well, I, was, I mean, I, it, it's a two man show. I was actually trying to be good for once <laughs> and share the time. I was like, hold on. There has to be more to this. I mean, it's coming. Don't worry. That's the issue that I have the most. Okay. This is twofold, right? So, one, you look at the game that we played against City. And to a certain extent, even the game against West Ham, 
and you cannot even compare the two teams in terms of you know like that's when I say the two teams, I mean just Liverpool, like the Liverpool that played those games compared to the Liverpool that played fourth. And don't give me yeah, we're on the same page with this. Don't give me the early morning game crap. Oh. That doesn't really make sense. And I know you know an away game. That's your first task is to kind of like quiet the crowd, weather the initial storm, because you know that place was going to be rocking because this is a huge game for them. But you can't tell me the aggression and the intensity, which is supposed to be our identity, is the same. There's just no way. And aside from that, so let's say that's the reason, right? And let's say, and this is where I'm like kind of torn with this whole ordeal. Like the more, this is why I was glad I wasn't on the post-match because I was like running around to, uh, Layla had like a like a regional meet that we ran on to the moment the game ended. And, you know, having some time to digest and think about it, here is what I'm like frustrated about. So let's say the rotation, the injuries and stuff, which I understand there's a lot of injuries. So the the lineup we field is maybe not our best, which is fine. But still, when you look at the lineup we feel, I feel like it should be forced. So let's say, because, you know, club is talking about like, the, you know, we're going through like a really intense period and all that kind of stuff, which I understand. And, you know, they're not, you know, they play too. But anyway, so... If that's the case, if we're not going to be able to play how we normally want to play, because we know the intensity. We did not find out Saturday morning, look back and say, holy shit, man, this week was kind of intense. You know the week is intense on Friday before you prepare for the Saturday game, you know, in terms of how you want to play as you get ready for that game, the moment the Wednesday game is over. So why not adjust how we play then if you know we cannot keep up with the intensity. And I know a lot of the positive, and I'm normally that guy probably looking at things positively saying, if Van Dyke's head is screwed on right on Saturday, he probably has a hat trick. But aside from that, the overall play was just not good enough. So why not, why not play properly and with the intensity, one? And if you're not able to, and you know you're not going to be able to, why not change how you're going to play, too? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna answer the second question first. He never changes how he's gonna play. He doesn't believe in changing how he's gonna play. So again, I just feel like it's a broken record. We come on here every week and say, "Why didn't we have a Plan B? Why have we never had a Plan B? Because there is no Plan B." If you believe as much as we do in Plan A, and it and it sounds great, right? It sounds even better when you have like a German accent and like a smirky <laughs> smile. Um, and you've won the European Championship and the Premier League and every other trophy on offer. So I, I'm not saying I'm smarter than Jurgen Klopp, but he gets away with it, right? Because he's a winner. If anyone else said, like, this is my way and this is what I do and had never won anything, we'd question why they're the manager and why do we listen to him and why does anyone just follow them all the time? So to your first point, I just don't think these guys right now are good enough, have enough confidence and form to just show up and win. They have to play well. And on Saturday, they didn't play well. And when this team doesn't play well with what that level actually is, I think it's a huge drop-off. You mentioned Virgil. For once, he didn't look shaky in defense, right? It really wasn't anything on Virgil, that goal. It just happened. Um, Gomez had a little bit of a rough period there for about 15 20 minutes i don't think the whole match was his fault like some people want to make it out like his liverpool career's over 
talk about overreactions. Two weeks ago, he had Holland in his pocket, and he was yeah. back. Joe Gomez was back, people, starting next. Kanate who? Matip? What? No adventures. Like, Joe Gomez is back. Now Joe Gomez is bum. Remember the, remember the Napoli match? Like, here we go again. Like, overreaction up and down, up Tuesday. And down. It's unbelievable. It never ends. And you know what that shows? That's inconsistency. Inconsistency by the players on the pitch leads to inconsistency by supporters because they don't like two years ago. It was just we just blindly supported Jurgen and everything the players did. They could do no wrong because they weren't. Now we're as confused as they are. Week in, week out, we're as volatile because I think this team has given people real question to where they're going. And I think that's where we could really start with talking about this match is like what we saw and the struggles they had. I'll start with one. Like I've always been critical of Jones and at times in the match, I thought Jones looked really bright and offered something different. And then two or three times, including right before the goal, it was him spending too much time on the ball turning it over in a bad spot, putting other players in tough positions. And I just keep looking at it, thinking to myself, like if a 33 year old or 32 year old, like Tiago gets an ear infection late, we have to have better than that. We have to, if we want to compete at the level we want to compete at. But okay. So this goes back to another criticism of Klopp we've had in the past where we, Instead of playing the guy who can naturally play that position, we play Curtis there. Correct. And, I mean, that's not even close to being Curtis's position, I thought. So, I find it hard to, because a lot of the criticism afterwards came to Gomez and Curtis, because they're like the new names in there. God forbid we picked, you know, somebody else. But we picked those, because... Gomez, I mean, this whole game, like you're saying, give it to Gomez. The guy gave made a mistake and gave up a foul, what, like a little bit past midfield? It's not like, you know, like it's one thing to no. do a stupid move and give a freaking free kick, you know, on the edge of the box and then they score from that free kick or something. I'll be like, okay, this goal is on you. I mean, that goal afterwards is, you know, like a pick is set, Robertson loses this guy, and then obviously they had the ball into the middle and then both Gomez and Van Dijk are kind of like chasing ghosts and do not react to the ball that comes back as the rebound. But And then the second one was, was Jones, but I feel like that's semi-unfair on Jones. Not that I'm saying he played a decent game, because he did not, but you're asking him to do something that he almost knew he couldn't do. Like, if you asked me before the game, hey, you think Curtis can do that? I'm like, oh, I don't know about that, man. So why not play the guy who's natural in that position, at least, and who's played good in the preseason, uh, I got a guy, Bajetis, Bajetis, I got freaking like slipping his name now, but why not play him in there? Yeah. And, you know, maybe if anything, use Curtis where you played Carvalho on the left because he has played left wing for us before. In the short period where Curtis did move forward to the left after the substitutions before he was taken off, I thought it, it was the point of the match where he looked the best was where he was playing in the front three. Once Ox he knows what he was on. doing. <laughs> No, I, I and I'm not. This isn't a bashing of Curtis Jones. Like I just, he did this, didn't he? I think he played four different players in like what could have been their second best position, 
yeah. during this match. So, like, ultimately, he could have just played Milner in midfield. We needed a midfielder. Why didn't you just start Trent and play Milner? Like, it, he has to be fit enough to play again. If not, he shouldn't have started against West Ham. These are the things with Klopp that just drive me crazy. Like, instead we roll out another, you know, you, you sit Hendo. If he's healthy enough to play off the bench, he probably could have started and gave you the beginning of the match and then rotated out. You had enough senior midfielders to not have to put Curtis Jones in a position to not only weaken the team, but it's his first start of the year and you start him at his third best position in the side. It just, and then talk about his immense talent afterwards when everyone's criticizing him. So you have to defend a player who didn't play well. And again, I just, I feel like in some ways, and I'm not, I'm going to get come in for criticism. I've it's happened before, so I'll take it again. But <laughs> like in some ways, like Klopp has lost the plot. I don't know if it was from like not picking the right midfielders in the preseason and in the transfer market and then kind of letting FSG eat the shit and then having to admit that he told people he didn't want midfielders only to then demand for midfielders at the end of the window and then get one that's injured and never makes an appearance for him and then have more injuries with your midfielders and and then have your season kind of ravel around fitness. It feels like there's pressure that there's never been here before. Even when we were bad, when he showed up, it didn't, you know what I mean? Like just feels like there's a different level of pressure. And I don't think it's just because we're expecting to win now. I think it has something to do with just the way everything is coming together as a whole. And I don't know. It almost feels like, and I think that maybe this is kind of translating because we can kind of see that, you know, it's not the same club. I mean, it's almost like all these injuries and what's going on. I mean, he looks tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you listen to him in the press conferences. You listen to him post-match, even in freaking pre-match. You listen to the guy, and he does sound almost tired, semi-defeated. We're trying to – and that was my hope, man. Like, we're just like, let's crawl to the World Cup and the first chapter one of the season and then start chapter two, hopefully, you know, with a lot more people back and a lot more people arrested and some newer people more acclimated and stuff like that. And we just cannot. I thought after the city game and then you kind of like eking a win against West Ham, which, you know, was still a solid win to do like just pull up a dud. And I, it felt like we had... You go back to like, you know, you like saying Trent. I understand like when he does not start a guy because what he always says is like the, you know, the training staff says you got 45 minutes. You know, you can have 45 minutes of this guy. And I know, okay, like you want to save that towards the end because ideally if you don't need it, maybe you'll only give him 20, 25 or whatever and save him. As many as injuries you have. I understand the playing safe parts, but I don't understand. And we did this. Until our head got bashed in two seasons ago, right? Was it uh, when we played midfielders as center backs instead of playing center backs as center backs, regardless of you know how green they were and stuff? And then when we gave up and played those center backs and put the midfielders where they should be, it's almost like if it was like like your famous freaking fantasy Premier League where just the default people were replaced in their right position. I think we've been a lot better shape. 
instead of almost like we're tinkering a bit too much and giving too much credit to maybe experience over like or maybe like trust maybe he has more trust in jones doing the right thing because he's been with his team longer so he rather so play him out of position than you know what i mean he, he hadn't started a match all year long like he had like 20 something minutes total this is the and and you start him in a midfield with Harvey Elliott. Like it just it just felt to me like it was an absolute like just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what stuck. Like I don't want to do the whole like oh he's you know throwing it out there this is what you give me this is what I'll play cuz obviously he got told that Henderson only had so many minutes and he wanted them for Ajax cuz that's a you know make a make a point match right they get a point they advance to the knockout rounds and at this point for liverpool all they need to do is advance the knockout rounds collect the money and hope that they regroup by the second half of the year and play better in the second half of the champions league um so i can understand sitting jordan but there had to be a better option there there really had to and i'll, I'll tell you what i can't blame them to say this I think there's an ox start coming in the next like week, yes! 10 days. I'm serious. It might be in the league cup, but there's an ox oh, yeah. start coming. I, in the I next think week that's natural. I think that's automatically. No, I'm just kidding. I actually think though, he gets a start. I He might start against Napoli in the champions league. At some point they're going to have to, they need to rotate these players. And if this Darwin injury is anything real, I mean, we'll get to that, but, but Serious. I mean, the last report I saw is he's actually in the mix for the Champions League game. Well, that's great. I mean, I, I him, Konate, and Thiago. Why did he have to miss this match? Muscle injury. Well, I mean, see, I can understand. That's what I mean. I don't want to criticize that because we don't have facts. Like, if oh, they're no, like, because if we play them and then he pulled out muscle worse and he's out for a month, we would go I'd back be the and first say, one screaming. Yes, right? You know, we'd be like, hey, why the fuck did you risk it? You already know Diaz is out and Jota is out. So I don't... That's fine. You have these facts that we probably don't have, and you kind of like, you know, play them accordingly. Uh, Trevor says, you know, totally took Forrest for granted, and I don't know, maybe that's part of it. Uh, not that we would think it's an easy game, but maybe we thought, if we're going to roll the dice and rotate extensively, this is the game, which on paper... Yes, I just don't understand. And regardless of the lineup, okay, so let's go back to this. Let me ask you this. If he went with everybody in their natural position, right? Uh, let's say if Trent can play, let's see, he shifted Gomez right back. You put Nat Phillips there. Milner goes up to midfield, and then you have your, like, front three as is. Or maybe you could put Jones instead of Carvalho. What would you say if you saw that lineup come out? Because we're kind of doing the after, you know, the Monday morning quarterback thing on Monday night. I mean, I probably, I'd still, I'd still probably be worried a little bit. But would you understand it more than, let's say, playing, like I say, you were saying earlier, so many players out of position? No, I think I wouldn't have a problem there. I, I I think what it comes down to is is I know the result, so I have a problem with everything. 
and and I'm being honest, you know, it was frustrating. And I just think that my biggest issue with the way that the lineup was constructed is that we didn't attack what I thought was such a weakness on their part, which is the their back four. And the fact that Mo and Bobby kind of went periods in the match, just I mean, we we got out of the match complaining about our center back not scoring a hat trick, and he should have had a hat trick, or at least one. God, at least one should have been on target, right? Like a legit shot on target. Um, but we got we created nothing out of open play, like nothing. And it wasn't even like they were so sitting back. We had so much possession. And it was, you know, Bobby was very pedestrian for me. Maybe his worst, in my opinion, his worst performance of the season. It's not a knock on him. Everyone was bad. And I think when other players aren't playing good, a guy like Bobby never looks great because sometimes he looks so great because you're doing all the right things and his magic comes off. And then you go score the great goal. But Bobby created it. Uh, with a little flick or a touch or, you know, drop of a shoulder. And he doesn't have that when everyone's kind of flat-footed. But Mo was, like, a zero. If I was rating the match, I think I would have gave Mo the lowest score. I think he'd get, like, a four. Because for me, he did nothing. He was just, he was invisible. Yeah, I was just trying to see, like, what's, uh, I mean, these are, like, I don't even know, like, what the uh, the sofa score numbers that I just had on the screen how they're determined, if you will. But yeah, he is the lowest with oh no, Carvalho is actually the uh lowest at 6.0 on this. Let's zoom in on our boys right here. But yeah, I mean you could basically the argument would be who was worse. More, well, it, might be, <laughs> more it, it might be fair the fact that Carvalho's was six, because I think if you asked me to talk about this match for 20 minutes straight and you really wanted me to just go straight galley rant. I could go without breathing for 20 minutes and I would rip and roar. And I'm not sure I would say Carvalho's name once. And that might be indicative of him being the least rated player. Cause I kind of forgot he played like you had to remind me he played cause he really did nothing really in the match of substance, good or bad, which almost is as scary in a day where you're looking for players to step up and create a performance. I honestly think he kind of gets lost on the wing. And, you know, he, especially when they're playing a formation like that, where they're so clogged in the back, he just gets lost. He just needs that space to be able to be effective. So when you tie him to the left-hand side, and he, you know, when he cuts in, he just like in between like four guys, he can't be that effective. Um, so a couple of things. Uh, Alan says only eight Liverpool players have not missed the game due to injury this season. And I personally am kind of sick of that being an excuse because that is not an excuse for the people who are not injured not to play with the same intensity that they did against City. And no one here can tell me that team is playing with the same intensity they played that game. You can maybe argue that, oh, we don't have like the horses to run the race with that intensity every game. But then play the right guys in the right spots and maybe we'll have a better result. Because like Jamie says, we should have beat them with a C team. At home, they were clearly up for the fight. We weren't possibly an eye on midweek. And that's what, you know, what goes back to what I'm talking about. It, and I don't want to say that, but it sure comes across like that at times that this squad has started to pick games 
in terms of when they're going to like almost like they're conserving energy and they're like we'll do this one at 70 percent. it's only forest we should be able to get away with it and like you were saying in the beginning we can't do that anymore because we're not playing that well. And, right. and the old, you know, the old team that was functioning on all cylinders, even when we had freaking injuries, when it, they were playing with the intensity that they're designed to play with, yeah, you could kind of like tune it down a little bit and then, you know, let it simmer, if you will. And then, you know, like really crank it up in a game like that when you're going against City on the Champions League. But if, like Jamie's saying, if you have an eye on midweek and that's taken away from your intensity, the problem with how we play is, you can't really play like that because if you don't have that press and if you don't have, you know, this team struggled, Forrest struggled with every freaking ball we put in the box. And instead of like trying to play it to the wings and doing more of it, we did not change shit from what we did. And so therefore the only times we were dangerous was when we had those set pieces and we put the ball in the box because they could not handle it anytime we put the freaking ball in the box. But and every time we and every time we put the ball in the box, Virgil Van Dyke was the best defender for Forrest. Pretty he much. decided I mean, he to was, nod the ball. He was, he was he was literally nodding the ball wide though, like he was defending it. He was there were clearances. They weren't like he really, really struggled. It was like he didn't even know where he was. I know on one of them he tried to square up Bobby. Yes. On one of them, though, he just flat out looked like he was thought he was on the other side of the post. It yeah, looked right. like it was a like trying to like header. Get back towards the opposite corner or something. Yeah. It was like a defensive header. I was like, wait, you're in the wrong box, brother. Like, used to be a killer. And and I do think that's actually where we miss Kanate. I think people didn't realize last year Kanate started scoring a couple goals. And then all of a sudden, Verge went on a scoring streak at the end of the season because they had to take because they had to be mindful of Kanate in the box as well. Yeah. And right now we only have one aerial presence. But the period. deal was open. I mean, that's I know. Thing, you know, you have one thread in there, and he was open every single time. I mean, even when he didn't, Bobby had that good header that Henderson made a great save on. I mean, we were dangerous anytime we had a set piece, anytime we were able to cross the ball in the box. Why we didn't do more and we tried to kind of come through the middle and we kind of buried, I mean. Mo is already not having a good season. Oof. And I think in a system like this, when he plays a lot more central, I mean, in open games, we put Mo to hold the ref's flag on the sideline. And in a game like this, we kind of like bury them in the middle a little bit where he really, we could not get the ball to him. And then this is what's frustrating. doesn't matter how many freaking people are injured. If you do not really have a plan and you're like, oh, let's just keep what we're doing and hopefully it works. Well, it's not working. So I just don't see any adjustments and i think that's what's frustrating to me is the lack of adjustments because i mean if your adjustment is rotating by playing people out of position instead of playing people in their natural position and when things are not happening you can't just go back and say it's an intense week and the injuries it's almost like these guys have a thing to lean on now we talked about these injuries for so goddamn long that we are not the only team with injuries. We might have a bit more than everybody else, but there's a lot of teams. We know our team because, you know, we know our boys and we follow this team night and day. But, I mean, every team has freaking injuries. We just like crying on that hill a lot more than everybody else, it feels like. Yeah, I, I, I'm done with the excuses. 
I really am. I'm done with the excuses about what teams can spend and what teams can't. I'm done with the how many players teams bought and how many didn't. Injuries, hangover, matches played last year. Like, no one was complaining last year when we played 63 matches. I'm pretty sure everyone was happy to have all 63 of them and a chance to win four major trophies. We'd want it again this year if we could have it. So it is what it is. We played a lot. We should have strengthened the side better. Side isn't deep enough. We have some injuries. But at this point, they're still fielding an 11. They're fielding 11 players every single week that I believe are as good or better than the side they're playing. We haven't gone into many matches this year that I didn't think we were going to win. To be totally honest, the one we did, we won. <laughs> And that's the thing, you know, you look at this lineup when it comes out, you know, you're like, well, this should be interesting. And you're like, let's see what Jones does. But you look at that, you know, that midfield that, I mean, if it's a 4-4, obviously it's a 4-2-3-1, whatever you want to look at it. It just felt like we went with people that we've seen before, even though we kind of knew from what we've seen before, they're not really well suited for that role. So let me ask you. And I know this is this for this podcast is kind of comical for me to say this after how long we asked for them to go to a new formation, right? But we wanted the new formation to get the most out of Nunez. We wanted the new formation to get more out of a weakened midfield, right? Those were our yeah. two biggest reasons, right? And even to cover Trent a little bit. Yeah. So Trent's Trent's not gonna start. You have the workhorse who can cover his own on the right. You don't have your holding mids, two of the three fit enough to start, that you want playing in your double pivot. And you don't have the guy that we need to pigeonhole this offense for. Why couldn't we play a goddamn 4-3-3 against a team bottom in the league and play Jones and Elliott in positions they're comfortable and normal playing in? Or why couldn't we have maybe played Carvalho in the midfield in a position he's comfortable in a 4-3-3 and play Jones on the left wing. Or play, like, this is my whole problem with it. Like, we've gotten so to the point where Jurgen's so fired in that he switched to a new formation two weeks ago, and he's not willing to deviate from it, even though he doesn't have the horses to run it. And that, to me, is a real, like, I feel like that's a question. Like, we wanted that formation to break down teams that were going to force was never setting up in a block that was going to hurt us. We were either going to go at them and score a goal or not. Yeah. They got one on a lucky break on a ball that bounced off the post. If Ollie gets I mean, his this figure, was the only way they were going to like score was from a set piece. And that's what they were grab. relying on, or maybe on a counter. I mean, they're probably like, God damn it, Trent isn't even there to kind of throw a ball behind there. So and, there was no way they were going to get anything else. And but, it just, I don't know. You never felt like we knew what we were going to do or we changed what we were going to do during the game. I just never under, you know, I just, I guess that's my thing. Like, I didn't really think of it till we started talking about, like, why wouldn't you just play the 4-3-3 where you could have actually fielded 11 players playing in close to their best position or something they're comfortable with? 
and that's when I saw the lineup, that's why I was like confused. And I kind of assumed it would be more of 4-3-3. And obviously, the way they set the blocks up, like you say, I don't know if this was a good plan to kind of attack that. Trevor says it's not even that he doesn't have the horses, it's he's trying to run horses in a NASCAR race. And that, but this is not even a NASCAR race against Forrest. I guess, you know, like normally, if we had a game like this against City, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I think that fits perfectly. Uh, and I know what Trevor's trying to say, uh, but I feel like this was not even the case. And it's like this was forced. <laughs> I can't emphasize this enough. And there are no easy games in this league. I understand that. But it was a team that we should have been able to, regardless of how many injuries, we field an eleven. That's better. I mean, they have freaking Lingard, for God's sakes. Uh, Jamie says, damn if you do, damn if you don't. No matter what way we play, we play their position, not the 11 in front of us. I know what he means on that one, to be honest with you. I, I think, like, what he's trying to say is, you know, you kind of, like, going against... I guess, like, I don't know if that he means what I'm trying to say in terms of, like, the fact that we knew 20 minutes into the game, you see exactly how they're playing. But we kept doing the same thing, knowing... Honestly, in the beginning, even though there were some lulls, they are not a good team. So despite them sitting in a block back there, we were able to make runs into the box and get that ball crossed in and stuff like that. It was like the last pass was never there. We were able to make like Elliot's or sometimes Carvalho or Bobby make the runs into the box and get open. We just never were able to like get the ball to the middle to somebody to take a shot or like, you know, hit the targets. But the second half, it just felt like we could have played another hour. <laughs> and unless uh, Van Dyke eventually converted one of those, we would never get a goal. Yeah, I I think I got the halftime. And it, I think it might have been in Discord or might have been a text to somebody I was chatting with during the match. I said, like, there's no way we score here unless it's unless it's on a set piece. Like, I just don't see a goal coming from open play. I never once felt even great. And there was a couple moments where Mo looked like he was going to come in on his left foot. And I thought, Oh, maybe here it is here. He'll, he'll bend one. He'll curl it. Next thing you know, the net will ripple. There weren't even like moments of brilliance. Like I thought Harvey a few times looked like he was wide open out on the right and they just refused to get the ball out to him. And it just was in acres of space. And they kept, and I think that might've been because Mo was on the inside and they just wanted to keep trying to work the ball into Mo. And again, I think that's another thing about Mo playing through the middle. It's one thing when Mo's playing through the middle and you have Nunez on the wing and Bobby behind him. Like in that instance, I think you have these three dynamic players where even though they're trying to force the ball, you still have the opportunity for these other dynamic players. When Mo's playing through the middle, I feel like they just jam everything at him like a funnel. And it never works because I think they just defend everything so narrowly that it actually bottles us up. And I think we saw that at times. You were calling for it, right? Get the ball out wide and cross it in. Do you remember Robertson getting forward? Like all match? And that's a couple. See, in the first half, we were able to get him down the line a couple of times. But then not in the second half at all. They closed that lane pretty good in the second half. And I felt like in some ways that was almost like the Carvalho thing. Once Carvalho was out of the match, Jones was up there. Jones naturally comes inside more. You know, 
out of just a pure attacking efforts. And listen, Jones made a couple really good runs from the midfield into dangerous areas. And every time the kid plays, he pops up and shows me something that makes me go, ah, I see why everyone, but that's like a moment. And then there's 35 more minutes of like me sitting on the edge of my seat, screaming his name with F words in front of it. Um, So it's like, there's, it's just, there's just absolutely no, you know, I, Jamie put it right there. Like there is no excuse. Like this is, they're a lesser team. We did nothing to prove we were a superior power to them, which to me, like we never even instituted our will on the match when we were up 70, 30 in possession. And when you have 70% possession and the other team's not afraid of it, you're really doing nothing but playing into their hands. And I feel like that's what we did all day. And I think, I mean, I understand that hurts, you know, like Jamie's talking about missing quality up front. And obviously, you know, when you have that much position and you're missing some of your dangerous people like Diaz, you know, if you have Diaz on the left-hand side, obviously a different ball game. If you have Jota maybe in the middle, maybe he gets some of those headers as well. And obviously Nunez, I, I, I think it was last week when, uh, Klopp was talking about maybe having both Nunez and Mo in the middle. See, I, like I would be intrigued to see that. And if you have like Diaz on left, and I don't know if you're going to, I guess I'm assuming like you're going to put Elliot's on the right-hand side or Ox maybe. Uh, but, you know, I can see that because Nunez is going to make those runs and, you know, take center backs with him. That creates some space. But when you put Mo there and you put Bobby behind them, I don't think you have as much space in this crowded defense. And that's why, you know, when I saw that, I was like, Ugh. like, it's almost like this is probably a game where you went more outside uh, a bit more, but we just did not do that. And that's the thing, like James says, it's just nobody saw that team as a, like an outsider. If I showed you just the game, nobody said, oh, this is the team that's playing for the title. This is the team that's like by far the worst in the league. Uh, I mean, we had possession, but not really doing much with it, no. like you're saying. We just, it was kind of like banging into the wall, coming back, banging into the wall, coming back. It was just, it's just more and more. The more we have this conversation, the more frustrated I'm getting about why we didn't. I know, play. I'm, I'm working no. on it. Now. <laughs> like, why don't, why don't we just, why don't we just play a 4 3 3? Like, why, why didn't Mo just play on the right and Bobby in the middle? And play either yes, Carvalho. I was looking for in the beginning. You started like Carvalho like, Jones out on the wing. Like, <laughs> like really, like it just made all the sense in the world. And and you are right about. And I think that we will see. And I think it's going to be really good. I think let's just say full health. This might be next year, right? I think you could argue that there's there's a front four where Jota plays on the left, Diaz plays on the right, and you play Nunez and Mo in the middle. And you are pace on pace on pace with a poacher on the left. And you could just literally run all over people. And you have a brilliant guy like maybe Bobby coming off the bench to spill or, you know, sub one of them off. Or now Carvalho comes in and he's the foil to Mo or to Nunez, or you could shift formation. Like, I, I think there is something for that front four being really, really dynamic and interchangeable and, and, and being really special. Later this season, I think we will see Nunez and and Mo through the middle, more of that Bobby coming off the bench type of role. But right now, it made no sense to play the way we did. Honestly, again, how many times can we say it this year? We, If we had scored a goal in that match, 
we really didn't deserve anything out of it. Like, I don't feel like we deserved a draw in that match. They took their one chance, scored a goal. Like, we had guilt-ed chances given to us and didn't take any of them. So, you know, they're at home. Their supporters got up, as grotesque as they were, with some of the vile things they were chanting and, and ways that they were trying to get under our skin. But it had nothing to do with it because I don't think we showed enough emotion in any way to actually act like we cared enough to think like something in the crowd or something in the atmosphere was causing it. Again, can we get rid of the excuses? It wasn't because it was lunchtime. It wasn't because it was the first match of the game week. It wasn't because, you know, we were playing a 4-4-2 or a 4-2-1-5-8-4-5-7 diamond or whatever Klopp wants to call it this week. We lost because we played like shit. Yeah, that's the issue is what's going to change. I mean, you're not going to get any bodies back. Uh, obviously, for the midweek, you might get Thiago back. Uh, yeah, Jamie, see, you're forgetting excuses. Ah, there you go. The watering would be a good, good one. Good one, Jamie. You have to travel, says Jamie. That's a good one. Uh, the grass was long is another good one. Or not watered and windy. And this is bad, right? Because we've used these before. <laughs> This is bad. Like Jamie is like, like Jamie must be writing like clubs press conferences. He's like, uh, windy boss. <laughs> just like we're using this today. Like, <laughs> well played, Jamie. Well played, brother. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's just it's time to kind of like go past that. And I realize, like I say, you take I don't know three top forwards out of any team. Uh, they're going to struggle. And I understand that, but it's the lack of adjustment that probably gets to me the most. And like I say, I'm usually the most positive guy or I'm more frustrated that the intensity is still not there. So it would be one thing if we're busting ass and we just don't have the people or the quality on the field attacking-wise to put it in the nets. I'm That's fine. And you can be like, man, if Jota gets that, or Diaz gets that, whatever. You're like, we win in this game. But it's that's not really, it didn't feel like that was the scenario. This team is kind of hurting right now. And I read, Alan says, stop wearing that white kit, which that could be a two. I mean, yeah, we're like abysmal in away games. We start games poorly. It just, like I say, it's, it's a bad feeling bad mood going around right now we're in a bad mood right now as uh, he would say as club would say uh and i don't know what's going to change my whole wish and goal was stumbling across the finish line getting to the world cup and then kind of like restarting everything but we Look. still gotta get like three points and i got even more pissed as i saw the results come through the weekend because this worked so well for us with Chelsea game being a tie, Tottenham losing at home, at three points that should have been an not, nothing is easy. I understand that, but on paper, this should have been a guaranteed three points for a team like us playing a team like Forest. And you could not get that, you'd not even get one. You actually fell behind even further in a week where you know the people you're chasing all lost points. And 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 don't you you left out Arsenal drawing and dropping yes. points. Um one thing I will say, as terrible as this is, we're like five points out of fourth. We have the match against Chelsea. We can still rally before the World Cup. We can still come back. There's, you know, a bunch more matches still to play. You know, 24 matches or whatever it is still to play. So, um, 
there's time to pull this together with some health. You maybe got, a you got my two cars and I got yours, or what? I, I, I know, I know, I know. Well, no, I'm not saying that shit's gonna happen, and I'm not telling you that I'm not gonna be talking about it not happening until it does, because I will. Um, but you know, there is a lot of time here. The one thing I will say is, is you know, luckily we gotta wait what 72 hours when we get back on the horse for the IX match you know on wednesday so it's not like we got to wait long to see this train wreck all over what again. do we see on that horse by the way uh what are you expecting to see what kind of a lineup i mean obviously lineup is really hard to figure out but uh so let's not even try to predict that you don't know whose ear whose nose is going to be ready to go uh, but in terms of like an approach, what kind of approach do you expect us to take? Do we play it safe? No, I, I, I think we're actually going to go out and try to score goals. I think you're going to see. Uh, all right, let's just say this. If what we talked about earlier um, with Nunez possibly being back, if Nunez is back and can start, I think Nunez, Mo, and, and Bobby start in some formation up top. And that right now gives us our best attacking options up front in my opinion, those three players put whoever you want behind them. Um, I'm hoping Tiago's ear infection is allows him to play. Cause it sounded like he had literally just got the ear infection. So you think then maybe he was on like penicillin and maybe that's why he wasn't able to play. Um, so, sorry. I can't even with myself right now. Alan, Jesus, you can't knock me off my game like that. At least put it up on the screen. So people know why I look like an asshole. <laughs> Um, but the, I, I, I do think we get the team playing. I think they play well. They need a draw and they guarantee progression. Even in second, all they need is a draw, but I think they go for the win. Cause I think they'd like to give themselves a shot to possibly win this thing, you know, in match week six against Napoli at home. So I think they go out there and they try to win this and get the bad taste of the forest match out of their mouth. I think having Nunez in a game like this would be huge because it's that kind of game where he's going to have space and be able to use his speed and, you know, like kind of like go at them on a counter. And if you play it safe where, you know, you establish your defense well and you would think you see Hando out there, right? Yep. Um, and Or maybe Fab and Thiago or maybe Thiago and Hando again. Uh, we go Trent. to that duo. Because uh, Fab, I mean, has been, yeah, uh, has been way off his game too. And I don't know why. I don't know if that big double pivot doesn't suit him as well as we thought he was going to. Because he was more about having the two other midfielders go apeshit and press the ball. And then he would be able to kind of like swarm in and kind of like sweep it up. So as somebody's trying to get past or trying to make a pass past, you know, Hendo and Thiago, he'd be the guy to be able to kind of like swing by and like kind of like sweep it up and you know, like recycle the ball. So I don't know, maybe that is not uh, yeah. fitting. And that's why, yeah, considering how poor Fab's been on it, why play him, says Alan. And yeah, that's what I mean. I don't know, maybe the system does not suit him as well, or he's not used to it as well, or maybe it doesn't fit his strengths as well. I mean, that's another thing. Like I say, it's just totally different role now. If only Tyler Martin were still here. Yeah, right? Damn it. Why do we want that kid? I mean, he wouldn't play. That's the thing. He would Unless we were missing somebody on the right wing, we would then play more. To right, he'd be like, hey, I got this idea. We got this holding midfielder, but he's been training as an eight, so let's play him as a left wing. Yeah, that's where we would see him. We would rotate him that way. And then, yeah, I mean, okay, back to my positive self. 
uh, well, optimistic, not Klopp, even positive, more like Klopp, optimistic. Klopp somehow got LASIK and decided to just start playing everybody. And, and his vision went to the point where he was like, I will play everyone where you want to play. Where would you like to play today? I'd like to play left wing, coach. Okay, you're playing left wing. Where would you like to play, Jimmy? I'd like to play right back. I'm going to play right back today. And I know it's not the case, and I'm trivializing this because anything is making it – anything to bring some kind of, like, levity and comedy to it is, you know, makes me at least feel better about it because – Yeah, it's therapy. I'm getting frustrated with the idea that I'm not sure anyone in that room has any new ideas. And that's the scary part. Like, it's starting to look like they're trying everything they can. And nothing's working from the energy to the lineups to where people play to the up and down nature of the we pick matches that we want to play compared to the ones like we used to pick the ones we were really going to get up for. Like, let's not kid ourselves. The first city match at home where Ox scores the two crazy first half goals and we go up three nothing and we just end their Champions League hopes. We played that match like it was a different, we were on a different planet. There were different, yeah. there was something else on the line there. We didn't actually believe we were going to go on to play Madrid in the finals. We just were like, we're going to beat City today. We may not even win this two-legged tie, but we're going to win today. And then we blitzed them. Like, that performance doesn't seem capable right now. Even though we put in the performance we did against City. Like, that was like that other level but every other match, we kept up great levels. We played like we did against City. Like, we played with intensity every week. And I just don't think that's a... I don't think it's capable right now by this side. But here's the thing. I mean, so the intensity identity fraud is not a joke, Jamie says. And that's the thing, that intensity... But if you walked into the room right now and, you know, they were like, man, we just don't know what to do. And you walk in the room, they're like, you know, <laughs> what should we do? I mean, wouldn't you be like, just play everybody where they fucking normally play? <laughs> and that, you know, where they normally, where you saw their best. And I know we've been criticizing Trent too at right back. Maybe he didn't have like the 90 minutes in him or whatever. But still, like in the midfield, in the left wing and stuff like that, you know, these are the people you have healthy. Create your system based on that instead of not budging from your system and trying to like put people in places where they just do not fit. They were clearly playing. We clearly played a lot deeper in this. We played a deeper line in this match than I've seen us play in a long time. Like, even though they didn't have the ball, our defensive line wasn't going as far up as it had been. Milner wasn't pushing as far forward. So we clearly changed our tactics around the players we had or we're changing some of our ideals. So why not, like, you know what I mean? Why not change a little bit more to put players in positions that makes the most sense that they're the most familiar with that we can do the most attacking out of. And I'm hoping tomorrow um, European football always seems to open up for us. We always seem to have more opportunities to score goals. We like to score goals in Europe. Right. And the last time Darwin was on this pitch, he absolutely broke their hearts with that glancing header that secured their advancement to play us in the next round of the champions league when he scored the one road goal and they got the win for Benfica against Ajax. So hopefully Darwin goes there, drops a couple on him tomorrow and we get the win and we can put a little pressure on Napoli coming into the final match at Anfield. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like that's why we're going to play in some ways a similar line where we kind of play. When I say play it safe, I think we do the same thing. We don't let them get behind us because, you know, worst case scenario, if you don't get a goal like the Forest game, as long as we don't concede, we're fine. But I think we will, like you're saying, you're going to have a team that's going to try to score on you. So you're going to have a lot of spaces behind where you can have hopefully Nunez and uh mo can like run behind and i don't know this would be a game maybe you know mo's not going to want to rest or anything like that but and then we play leads uh next weekend so uh we'll let the thursday boys kind of ponder that uh when the time comes first things first is wednesday give us a score prediction for the ix game so i'm gonna go positive galley here 2-1 liverpool I was going to go 2 2, but you might have convinced me. But uh, yeah, let's go with 2 1. That sounds better than my 2 2. But uh, I, either way, I feel like we kind of secured the draw. So let me ask you this if you secure the draw and if you have a chance to catch Napoli, do you even go at it? Yes. You so I always like, I, I do, because I think this team needs positivity going forward. Now, here's the thing. If the catch is we have to win at home 5-0 or 4, you know, like some crazy result. Which I think is what it, I think they would have to win 2 to no, I mean, If they lose points against Rangers, no. that's not seem likely. But if, if they, they do end up points, losing points and we win, we would only have to beat them at home. Right, we don't have to beat them at home. If they win against them, then don't we have to beat them and we'll have to we'll have to beat them and beat their score against us. And they beat us yeah. three to one. That seems a little far fetched. Right. And the only thing we could win there is maybe we win because they beat us what, four to one? And then hey, you could be second and play Club Rouge, you know. Well, there there are though and there could be the benefit of most of the English teams look like they're going to win their groups. So yes. if City, Tottenham, and Chelsea were to win their groups, that's three pot one teams we can't play. So that increases the odds of getting Club Bruges. But let's not kid ourselves. We know what will happen. It is in the stars, otherwise known as the corruption that is UEFA. We will play Bayern Munich so that I have to listen uh, to everyone talk about Mane for two straight right. matches. They already had the Lewandowski thing, so this would be next. Next act up would be Liverpool. I hear you. So See, no I more injuries and the draw and cycle place will do me, he says, which I can, yeah, I can go with that. I mean, like I say, I think it's, um, if we draw tomorrow, if we draw tomorrow, I would go straight Harry Redknapp and I would start the under 19 team against Napoli. By the way, you keep throwing me out by saying tomorrow. Oh, it's game Wednesday, Wednesday. Sorry. I, I keep yeah. checking the schedule. And I'm like, man, am I wrong? Sorry. You're saying throw me off. Sorry. On Wednesday. We can rec we can we can post this live on oh no, it's live tonight. It's um, live, it's too late. We can't post this live again tomorrow. We can meet here tomorrow again if you want, but I won't be here. I'll be in New York. So <laughs> but no, I, I if we were to draw on Wednesday against Ajax, I would literally play the under 19 team against Napoli and I would yeah. rest everyone. Cause I think that match, if I'm not mistaken, is that the one right before the Spurs match or right after the Spurs match? So we're talking about like on top of maybe the toughest match we have running into the world cup. Yeah. So basically we play Leeds Saturday and then Napoli game is Tuesday. And that's another thing. It would be a short turnaround as well. 
So you're better off just saying, you know what? We'll take second, have a nice day, kind of like what Jamie's saying. And then, yeah, just play your bench or whatever. And you would think Napoli might even do the same, to be honest. Uh, and then you get ready for the Spurs game. Uh, and then you play uh, their EFL Cup game against Derby County and then Southampton. Then off we go to Qatar for the World Cup. And you, chapter you know, one ends on a positive note. We write to the freaking ridiculously hot sunset in Qatar, if you will. That's that's <laughs> a perfect that is a perfect segue for this. Riding off into the hot sunset of Qatar. <laughs> yeah, let's hope for that. So let's go with that. Two one, we're going and away win. And then securing the second spots and riding off to the sunsets. And then hopefully on Thursday, the boys will be talking about this game. Don't forget tomorrow, an hour earlier than normal, uh, Mecca will be hosting Trevor throughout the week for the morning coffee show. Grab a cup, meet those boys there. I'm sure they'll be talking about this Ajax game as well a lot as well. Yali, thanks a lot as always. And thanks to all those listening, liking, sharing, chatting, all that good stuff. Don't forget to give us a share and a like, as always. Always goes a long way. And then we will see you guys next Monday. Maybe we'll bring Becker along next week. You never know. Take it easy, guys. Take care.